BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to The Bad Broadcast. I'm your host, Maddie Murphy. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of The Bad Broadcast. We are on week two of successfully filming the podcast. And I know that that probably doesn't seem like a big deal to you guys. I don't know what it is, but I have the biggest mental block when it comes to filming myself while I record. So for probably a year and a half, I've been telling myself, my producer, you guys, like, I'm going to start filming episodes. I'm going to start getting them up on YouTube. I'm going to start filming them, I swear. And guess how many times it's happened since then? This is time number two. I guess I just told you. I just, yeah, I don't know what it is. I don't like, I don't like looking at myself while I'm recording. It's weird, but, you know, new phases and all of that. So we are, we are filming. We are filming. I promise I won't start every single episode like that. Anyway, thanks so much for the love on last week's episode. It was a Q&A and I answered some kind of vulnerable questions, some funny questions, but yeah, you guys were really, you guys were really great with your responses and it's weird because you know, you start this job, you start a podcast and you're like, how much could my life change? Like, I'm fine talking about things because my life isn't really going to change that much. So and on top of that, my life is boring. Like when I started the podcast, like I cannot even overstate how like boring my life was. Like I was just some, some like, you know, 20, how old was I? 26 year old girl married, kind of boring. And then I started this job and yeah, life changed quick. Life changed in ways I didn't know. And so it's this weird balance of trying to figure out how much to share with you guys so that I'm not being like, I don't want to say inauthentic, but like that is kind of the word I should use, inauthentic, but also like protecting myself, protecting the people in my life, but also wanting you guys to know me because I think there's a lot of power in like sharing hard things that you've been through. Anyway, it's just a weird balance and I'm still figuring it out. So thank you guys for being really receptive to like how I've chosen to share about my life, the things I say. Um, I just, I, I feel very lucky. I haven't had a lot of the negative experiences that I know a lot of other like podcasters deal with. But that's because people who listen to my my podcast are better than everybody. So that's probably why. 
Anyway, today we're talking about bad bosses. We've done this episode before. We did it actually almost a year ago. So it was February of 2022 when we did this last. But before we get into bad bosses, I forgot that last week I wanted to share with you guys. Okay, so hang in hang in there with me through this while I explain this. So last year when I took the okay, whatever, 2 years ago in 2021 when I took my December break, when I pre-recorded all of those episodes, I took a break and then I kept notes in my phone of like things I was thinking about that I wanted to share with you guys. And I called them broad thoughts. And so I forgot that I had a few broad thoughts from this last December's break that I never shared with you guys. But instead of them being broad thoughts, I did just kind of call them rabbit holes. I went down while I was, you know, thinking about my existence late at night And I wanted to just talk about a few of them. I should preface, if this is like, if you're new here, like if you haven't listened to a lot of my podcasts, none of these have anything to do with anything. They don't have anything to do with the topic, past topics, anything. These are just thoughts that came into my brain and they made it onto the podcast. So I'm sorry in advance and also you're welcome in advance. So first thing that I don't know if I've ever shared with you guys about me is that I, well, I, I know I've said this, I hate horror. Like I don't watch any horror movies. I don't like haunted houses. I don't like the feeling of genuine fear. I like things. I love Halloween and I love like creepy things, but like in a Disney way, you know, but I just, I hate horror. The thing I haven't ever shared with you guys is that I still have to know what happens in every single horror movie. Like if somebody tells me that they saw a horror movie and it was the most messed up movie that they've ever seen, I have a deep need to then watch every YouTube clip and read every summary and also learn about every actor that's in every horror movie. I can't really explain why, but it's just this, it's this need inside of my body. So I could tell you every moment of Hereditary, Midsummer, Barbarian, trying to think of other ones, killing of a sacred deer. Like I know what happens in all of those movies because it bugs me when I don't know what happened, but I'm not about to watch a horror movie. So the horror movie that the two horror movies that I spent a lot of time researching and reading about for absolutely no reason is this movie called Old Boy, which it was the most horrific movie I had ever heard about until I looked up a summary of this other movie called The Celebration you guys, I kind of haven't recovered. Like I chose to stop listening to true crime and like putting all sorts of scary things into my brain. I don't know why I did this, but like, I actually, I just felt myself. Okay. You know, when you get that tingle in your nose and you're like, am I going to sneeze or am I going to cry? I almost started crying at the thought of these movies. They are horrific. Obviously they're, they're horror movies. The celebration is actually just disturbing. It's just a disturbing movie. I don't even know why I'm telling you guys this. I just, I I guess I'm reaching out for like a support, a support system. If you also are a non-horror watcher, pro-horror movie studier, um, why? Why do we do this to ourselves? I've compared it to like ultra spicy food before. Like it just, I've compared, I should clarify, I've compared horror to like ultra spicy food. Like it's not adding to anything. It's actually taking away from like the general enjoyment of life. Anyway, I spent about three hours researching this movie, The Celebration, and yeah, gotta say, it was the worst thing that happened to me in 2022. (laughs) Oh, that's not true, but it's definitely in the top three. 
Okay, the next rabbit hole I went down was the rabbit hole of Drake's baby. And I had no idea like what the story was. I had no idea that he secretly fathered a child and then another rapper like released a song about him basically calling him out and saying, I know who your baby mama is. I know you have a kid. And then Drake had to like own up to it. And now he's like publicly a dad to his son, who's so cute, by the way, his blonde curly hair. I can't even deal with it. But I don't know why it makes me. okay. I shouldn't say I don't know why it makes me not like Drake (laughs) like at all. It's it's weird behavior. And I feel like if I knew anybody else who did that, Okay, I get it. He's famous. Maybe he was protecting his son, but it's not giving me those vibes. It is giving me the vibes like he just wanted to keep um he wanted to keep like his baby mama a secret and his son a secret. I don't know. Made me feel weird. Didn't know the whole story. I'm pretty sure this is I'm about 5 years late on this story, but uh yeah, saw a TikTok about it and had to go down the rabbit hole. Okay, another thing that I spent a lot of time thinking about. Every single one of my best friends is the oldest and is the oldest sister. Not, I feel like I need to clarify this. They're not the oldest girl in their family. They're the oldest and a girl. Does that make sense? I don't really know why that is. It's given me a real insight into like my personality and what I look for in friends. Because seriously, I mean, I have five friends and four of them are oldest sisters. Okay. I have six friends and five of them are oldest sisters. And yeah, I, I don't know, but I, I do want to give a specific shout out to oldest sisters because I know, I know you guys go through some shit and you probably don't get enough credit. I hope you are, but you're usually taking on all of the emotional weight of the family. You're usually trying to keep it together when life is falling apart. You're like the go-to sibling. You have to be the most responsible. You probably got really good grades. And you probably feel hyper-criticized all the time. At least that's kind of what I've absorbed from people who I talk to who are oldest sisters. I don't know if that's a universal experience, but if you are an oldest sister, I just want to say that I obviously think you are an elite person because that's all of my best friends. And hang in there. And also, I'm sorry. So shout out to you. Okay, the last thing I want to talk about are the two most talented people that I think exist in the world. One of them is Adele's makeup artist. Have you guys seen when she gets a full beat, Adele's makeup is on a level I can't even describe. Like, oh my gosh, it's just, it's so perfect. One day, one day, you guys, I'm going to find that makeup artist and I'm going to be able to hire them. But I think that whoever it is, I am absolutely sure I could Google who it is, but feels hard in this moment. So talented, the most talented. Okay, the second most talented group of people are the Carpenters on Cupcake Wars. I'm not sure when the last time was that you watched Cupcake Wars, but I watch it a lot. And every third round of Cupcake Wars, they are supposed to make a thousand cupcakes and they have to display it on like this huge display. And they basically just bring in these carpenters and they say, build me a carnival that I can put my cupcakes on. And they pull it out every time. I don't know. I just find it really impressive. I find it really impressive. And then the last thing I realized that I don't want to elaborate on, I don't even want to say this out loud, but I'm going to, I think I might have a dad bod. I think I might. I don't want to go into that. I don't, I actually regret saying it, but I'm going to keep it in because maybe you relate to it. (laughs) 
This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Caraway. My favorite part of my new apartment is for sure my kitchen. It was so fun to put it together. I love cooking in there. And my favorite piece that I use is my pot from Caraway. I also use it for literally every meal. No matter what I'm cooking, I will use my Caraway pot. So start your new year off right with non-toxic kitchenware so you can ditch the chemicals and make healthier cooking a piece of cake. With my exclusive discount, you can now save on the full suite of Caraway products, including their food storage items, the tea kettle, and mini cookware. Their internet famous cookware set is a staple for any home and comes in multiple colors to fit with any design aesthetic. This is true. I actually leave my pot out. Like after I clean it, I leave it out because I think it looks so good. Caraway Homes non-toxic kitchenwares are all designed for the modern home and feature a chemical-free ceramic coating, so food can be prepared with peace of mind that no hard-to-pronounce compound will leach into your healthy ingredients. Also, all of their sets come with easy access storage solutions so that no stacking is required. Gone are the days of misplacing your lids. What is worse than having a gorgeous pot and then not being able to find the lid anywhere? So they take care of that for you. So visit caraway.com slash bad to take advantage of this limited time offer of 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive for bad broadcast listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash bad, or you can use the code bad at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. This episode of the bad broadcast is brought to you by Daily Harvest. There are some unfailing pleasures of life that will never cease to make me so happy And one of those things is food showing up at my door. What is better than that? (laughs) Daily Harvest showing up at my door literally makes my life 10 times easier and 10 times happier. Daily Harvest delivers delicious harvest bowls, soups, flatbreads, snacks, smoothies, lattes, and more built with organic fruits and vegetables. Daily Harvest works directly with farmers to source the best ingredients. They freeze them at their peak ripeness to lock in flavor and nutrients, and they never use artificial preservatives or ingredients. I was working at a restaurant one time, as you guys know, and I remember talking to the head chef at this restaurant, and he was telling me that things that are frozen at peak ripeness are as good as using fresh ingredients because there's really no difference, especially when they're not using preservatives and Daily Harvest doesn't use any of those artificial preservatives. They've got nourishing and easy to prep options and I never have to think twice about what my next meal or snack is gonna be when I have Daily Harvest in my fridge or freezer. You guys know I'll go crazy for a spinach artichoke dip. Well, they have a spinach and artichoke flatbread, which is amazing. So if eating delicious food and eating well is a goal for 2023, let Daily Harvest support you on that journey. Go to dailyharvest.com slash bad to get up to $40 off of your first box. That's dailyharvest.com slash bad for up to $40 off of your first box. One more time, it's dailyharvest.com slash bad. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Okay, those were all of my thoughts that I had. I'm sorry that I felt the need to share those with you guys, but you know, 
it is what it is. So let's get into, <laughs> oh, sometimes I think about why I have this job. Why'd you guys give it to me? It's your fault if we're being honest. Okay, so now let's get into our topic for today, which is bad bosses. Whoa, <clears throat> bad bosses. I want to say before we start, I think that naturally we are a lot harder on our bosses than we would ever be on like a coworker or an employee that works for us or a friend. We just naturally, on principle, we just kind of don't like bosses. And again, I don't think this is a bad thing. And I don't think that it's, I don't think that it's weird or anything. I just think that we're a little bit harder on bosses than sometimes we need to be not in today's stories, today's stories, they deserve it. But like I have had bosses where I really like them as people. And I know I like them as people, but then when they assert like authority over me and they like remind me that they're my boss, I'm like, why do I just not like you? I think that a lot of people say, well, I just have a problem with authority. Yeah, duh. I think everybody has a problem. Who likes authority? I don't like any authority. I don't like anybody telling me what to do. I like teamwork. I like friendship. But authority, like it's probably a pretty natural thing that we like stray away from authority. So I read a lot of stories about bosses that I personally didn't think were that bad. I thought like a lot of them were like, my boss, you know, told me that I needed to do this and this, or like my boss attached me on an email that I didn't even need to be on and like things like that, that are just normal. But I'm like, oh yeah, I get it. We just hate bosses. We just hate our bosses and it's fine. Sometimes they do deserve it. And today's stories, most of them, we're going to talk about the ones that do deserve probably more, more negative feelings than the average boss. So I say, let's just dive on in, get your flippers on. We're going to dive in and here we go. She says, let me start this out by saying I work in a commission based salon. My boss treats us all as if we are hourly employees. She makes us clock in and out, request time off, clean the shop, wear certain uniforms, etc. She just recently told us like, I don't think clean the shop. I don't think that's that weird. Anyway, I have more to say about this whole industry. She just recently told us that we were no longer allowed to take lunch breaks because it it takes away time from us working on clients. I now bring a protein shake to work for lunch because I can get something in my system while working. Mind you, we are not W-2 employees. We are contracted out and considered self-employed. She recently cut all of our pay by 10 to 20% depending on the service because we weren't putting in enough work to get our full commissions. That seems illegal. (laughs) She also makes us provide free services for her friends and does not pay us for providing the service. I've worked in this environment for almost six years, and I'm happy to report that I will finally be getting out of that place in the next couple of months. She has really taken a toll on my mental well-being, and I feel that the beauty industry lacks in teaching people what is and isn't acceptable to take from your boss. I got to say, okay, I worked in a spa. I went to aesthetic school. I, I know a little bit about the beauty industry, but hair girlies, what the hell is going on? What's going on in salons? I I promise you, I have never met a girl who genuinely like loved the salon that she worked at. Like there is something so hyper toxic about salon culture. Again, I don't know what it is, but I might start a salon just to like frick around and find out what's going on in there. I hate having to edit <laughs> swear words. <laughs> 
I'm going to I'm going to start a separate separate bad broadcast after dark so I can, you know, really let my thoughts fly. But yeah, I I just don't feel I don't feel like any any girl that I've talked to who does hair really has a good experience in salons. And I do not no part of me thinks that it's like, well, it's just a lot of women working together. That was the original like narrative that we gave all female workplaces like spas and salons. That's not why. Okay, that's not why. I promise you, there are plenty of toxic workspaces that are all male and that are also male and female. And there's also lots of healthy workplaces that have all sorts of genders or one gender. It has nothing to do with it being all women. They're not more drama. Okay. But yeah, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But there's something about being in a salon that just, that scares me a little bit. I'm scared. I'm scared of, of hair ladies, all hair ladies that I've ever had. I don't know why I say hair lady, like it's lunch lady, stylists, all stylists that I've had, they just, they, they assert dominance and I don't want to disappoint them ever. So I I don't know, maybe that's at play here, but there's something weird going on in salons and I'd love, I'd love to hear some feedback. I'd love to hear some theories. I'd love to hear some, some theories on why we think salons are such a scary place to work. Okay. This next one. You know, at the beginning, I said, we're going to talk about bosses who deserve to be like, you know, complained about. This one's not one of them. This one's just one sentence. And it says, I was a nanny. And one morning I went to work and the mom was dead. So I don't know what what happened that that felt like a bad boss. (laughs) I mean, I don't blame her. I mean, it's definitely not her fault that she was dead. Yeah. I just had to add that. I had to add that in here. It was probably one of the most shocking one-liners I've ever read in the history of the podcast. Okay, the next one. When I was 15, my dad was stationed at an army base in Arizona and my older sister and I became lifeguards. Our first boss was amazing and so fun. When the summer ended, he went back to college and another person took over. Her name was Sarah. She actually told me her real name in here, but I'm not trying to get I'm not trying to get sued. Her name was Sarah. Sarah was an older woman, late 50s, and she was the worst. She would change the written schedule the night before and then call you at 5 a.m. asking why you weren't at work. She would change our time card so that we weren't working overtime in any given week, even though we were, as high schoolers, in school. There was once that we drained the pool for a month so we could clean it by using pumice stones on the tiles, but that wasn't working fast enough. So she brought in muriatic acid. I don't know what that is. For us to use. Mind you, we were in swimsuits, shorts, and flip-flops. That kind of acid requires you to wear proper protective gear and fitted gas masks. But did we do that? No. She handed us dust masks. The fumes were so bad that we had to pause for a few hours and wait until the connected gym closed because it was affecting their air. My parents were furious when they found out and they went to her supervisor, but they still didn't fire her even after all of the evidence of time card changes and acid trips. (laughs) That'd be great if it was like, if you didn't know, but like you were just like dropping acid and at work. Doesn't seem like that's the, the acid that you're working with. This one struck me because it does seem like you should sue. Like sometimes I read some of these stories and I'm like, you should sue them. Like that's a sue that's a Sue vibe. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta get a lawyer involved. Like what if in 10 years that has some crazy side effect and Sarah, the, the acid woman just gets to get off scot-free. Like, I feel like we should be using, I don't know what the process is of even suing somebody. 
I kind of think it's like in the office when Michael Scott declares bankruptcy. That's what I think suing somebody is. Like, I think you just have to say, like, I'm suing you, and then they do whatever you want. I know that that's not the case, but does seem very illegal and very, very bad behavior from a boss. I know that there's a lot of bosses listening. Like, I know a lot of people, like, either own, like, a lot of people who listen to the podcast either own their own, like, shop or they, you know, got promoted to a position of authority. I know there's a lot of bosses. I I think it is hard. I just want to offer a little empathy here for bosses. It's hard to like make everybody happy. It's obviously hard to make sure all of your employees are happy with what you're doing, happy with your behavior, happy with their schedules because work sucks. Work sucks. Going to work sucks. And you know, being called into work and getting extra shifts and you know, not making enough money. There's so many things about work that are just terrible. And I just, I feel for both sides because I do think the bosses are usually trying their best. They usually are, but it just, it it just sucks all around. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Ritual. So a lot of quote unquote, healthy things like vitamins and protein powders, they can have some sketchy labels. Sometimes you don't know exactly what's in there. Sometimes sugar gets in there. Sometimes just weird ingredients that you don't want to put in your body are in there. But then there's Ritual, which is made for skeptics by skeptics. With their multivitamin for women, what you see is what you get and what you get is good I take their multivitamin every morning and then I also use their protein powder every day. So I use the vanilla protein powder. This morning I put it in my smoothie and I used raspberries and I made like this raspberry creamsicle vibe. It also kept me full basically forever because there was so much protein in it. But back to the multivitamin. Their multivitamin for women 18 plus has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean bioavailable forms. It's got nine key nutrients in two capsules per day and their unique beadlet and oil is even patented. It's also got a minty essence. Like I have a really hard time taking multivitamins because of the taste because right when you put them on your tongue, it's hard to bear. Rituals, it literally tastes like a breath mint. It's amazing. So no more shady business. Rituals Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Ritual is offering bad broadcast listeners 10% off during your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash bad 10 to start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. Again, that's ritual.com slash bad one zero. This episode of The Bad Broadcast is sponsored by Squarespace. So back in the day, before I even had a podcast, I wanted to sell t-shirts. And do you want to know how much I knew about selling anything online? Nothing. I knew nothing. I didn't know anything about building a website or doing e-commerce or anything even related to that. So I decided to use Squarespace. And it was so easy. They made somebody with literally no knowledge of any of this stuff a website owner, a business owner. It was a really empowering thing for me. So if you are thinking about starting a blog or an e-commerce site or any type of website, Squarespace really is the easiest place to do it. It's the place to sell anything that you want. They have the tools that you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, and a simple checkout process. Oh, it was just, it was a gift when I was starting my e-commerce journey. You can connect all of your social media channels so people can access 
your website, but then find you on all of your social channels. And you can check out your visitors, unique visitors, your page views. You can look at all of these trends over time and you can gain insight into the top traffic sources, what products are doing well. They just give you a great overview of your business and it's so helpful when you don't know what you're doing like I did. So you can go to squarespace.com bad for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch, you can use my offer code bad and save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. So once again, that's squarespace.com bad for a free trial. And then when you're ready to launch your website, you can use the offer code bad to save 10% off of your first purchase of a website or domain. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hi, I'm Claire Mazur. And I'm Erica Cerullo. We're the co-hosts of a podcast called A Thing or Two. It comes out every Monday and the basic premise is this. We share all the stuff we think more people should know about. So that's apps, recipes, books, the nationwide haagen vanilla bean shortage that nobody else was talking about. Our no one. No one. <laughs> our preferred vacuum brands, of which we have multiples, and critical explorations of our unique approaches to paper towel usage. Listen, we think you're going to like it. A lot of people do. And who's to say you'll be any different? Listen and subscribe wherever it is you listen and subscribe to podcasts. Anyway, let's go on to the next one. I got a job offer and I told the guy, the COO, told the guy, wait, told the COO that I had a two week trip planned in two months. I was going to Hawaii with my boyfriend, now my husband. He said that was fine and to remind him when it got closer. Mind you, the company has an unlimited PTO policy. Two months passed and it was two weeks before my trip. I reminded my boss and he said, oh, actually, we can't accommodate that. I told him the trip was already booked and his solution was for me to work remotely while I was there. I live in Texas, and if we do some quick math, you can see that 8 a.m. in Texas is 3 a.m. in Hawaii. I ended up going and working remotely while I was there. It was exhausting, but I was typically done around noon Hawaii time so I could still enjoy the afternoons. My boyfriend and I had as much fun as we could, but obviously I was pretty drained most of the time and I'm running on fumes. When I came back, I filed a complaint with HR and with the state of Texas Department of Labor. Labor. After the case got some attention, my boss was let go. Karma is a bad bitch and my BFF. Biggest regret is making not making the company reimburse my whole trip. That guy was the worst. I mean, I think it's actually incredibly amazing that you got like that he got fired and that like you had some sort of like restitution, not restitution, like retribution. Is that the word? Because I think that this this situation happens. I would be shocked if people who are working full time haven't experienced something to this extent. And that is where I think bosses could do better is saying like, I, I, I don't know, just the the lack of understanding that like human beings need time off and that they will be better employees if they can have some time off. They will like you more. They will want to work harder for you. It's likely not going to be the end of the world if they do take time off, especially if they let you know in advance. Like I feel like that is the main thing, the main bad boss behavior that really bugs me is it's like, well, don't take a day off. You can't take it. Like one day I'm going to be a boss guys. I talk about this all the time that I'm going to like somehow hire an assistant and like a team and a photographer and a videographer. I'm too scared because I'm too scared to be a boss. 
I'm too scared to be somebody's boss, but one day I'm going to do it. One day I'm going to be somebody's boss. And I promise you, I will be cool with time off. I will be cool with time off. That's, that's like the main, the main thing. I know people can start taking advantage. They can start not showing up to work and expecting no consequences. But when people want to go on one trip a year or they want to take a mental health day or they're not feeling good, so they need a couple days off, like, is it really that important that they come in? Like, is it really like, is it worth sacrificing the relationship with the employee and the employee's relationship with the company to make them feel like this? I can't, I cannot imagine that it is. Okay. Next one. My boss used to tell us that he likes when we wear short shorts and he wished they were shorter. No, I did not work at Hooters. I worked at a frozen yogurt shop. <laughs> Sexy frozen yogurt shop. Yeah, that this is this is kind of this a lot of them have to do with stuff like this, creepy male bosses. So when people are like, well, the, the environment's just toxic because it's all women working. No, because sometimes the most toxic workplaces are run by creepy old men. I'm not saying all men are creepy. I've had male bosses that I really, really, really liked. I actually had a crush on one of my bosses. I don't want to continue that story. <laughs> I don't want to say anything more about it. But I've had male bosses that I really like. I've had female bosses that I really like and ones that I don't like of both genders. So anyway, we're going to start talking more about, about creepy bosses. Let's go. Or let's let's continue. She says, I worked for a small family company. I was pregnant and waited several weeks before emailing my boss. We didn't have HR that I was pregnant and would be taking unpaid time off when the baby was born and provided my due date. He didn't respond. I waited a week before asking him in person if he got my email. He put his head on his hands and goes, what are we supposed to do while you're gone? I don't know. Figure it out. That's not my job. The whole pregnancy, he made me feel guilty for leaving because my maternity leave was unpaid. I only took two weeks off. So I came back to work in less time than he has spent on vacation and I was bleeding and leaking. Okay. First of all, the maternity leave system here is really, really not okay. And I'm about to read to you guys just some, just if you want to feel mad, if you want to just feel a little bit of rage, I'm going to tell you what other countries maternity leaves look like. In Canada, they get 16 weeks at 50, 50% pay. I'm sure this is like on average. I'm sure other, I don't know what, I don't know if this is per workspace. I don't know if this is law. Don't ask me details. In Germany, they get 14 weeks at 100% pay. In India, they get 26 weeks at 100% pay. I'm pretty sure that's six months. France, they get 16 weeks at 90% pay. Sweden, you get 13 weeks at 77% pay. Italy gets 21 weeks at 80% pay. Mexico, 12 weeks at 100% pay. Norway, 13 weeks at 94% pay. Oh my gosh. Let me see. Let me see if I can find any more. Yeah. Basically everywhere, basically the U.S. has the worst maternity leave system ever. I'm pretty sure a lot of, a lot of countries do paternity leave, which yeah, I, I actually can't even think about it. It makes me really mad. So I'm sorry to just add on to this, but also a lot of countries will just pay you to have a kid because like it stimulates the economy and like people don't want to have kids. So they're like, they just start paying you to birth children. Oh man, I would have a kid. I would, I would have a kid right now. I'd pull a Jan Levinson. I'd have a kid if I knew the government was going to pay me for it. Gosh. Okay. Next one. One of my weird coworkers asked if I would ever work as a prostitute. And then he showed me his knife that he always brought to work. <laughs> okay. 
He would always pretend to stab me with his knife while customers were right there. I complained about it to my boss and my female coworker pulled up the camera footage to show him. My boss said, well, he's really good. So you might just have to let it slide. (laughs) You might just have to let that knife slide right into you because we like his sales tactics. Okay, girl. Yeah. If anybody, if any one of my coworkers ever, oh my gosh, pulled a knife out. If I even knew they, they had a knife. Yeah. I would leave again. I would sue (laughs) again. I would sue trying to think of like weird coworker stuff. I've had weird coworkers for sure. Just like coworkers that I haven't gotten along with, but I, I don't know if I ever had any like scary coworkers. I mean, when, when you work in a kitchen, you definitely are, are working with people who are for sure doing meth in the bathroom, but they're great people. Like they're really kind. (laughs) They just have some struggles, but none of them ever pulled a knife on me. So I'm really sorry, really sorry that that happened. Okay. Next one, not necessarily your typical bad boss story, but man, this was a ride. I babysat as my main source of income, mainly through high school. I was put in the weirdest situation where I was asked to babysit for date night. Seems normal, right? Nope. The babysitting itself was normal. The kids were great. And we watched a Disney movie on what I'm pretty sure was a pirated copy. (laughs) Okay. I love weird details like that. I love when you guys add them in. Anyway, I didn't see who the parent was going on a date with until they both came home together and paid me. It was then, wait, it was then that I realized that they were both married to different people and they were going on a date together. Wait, both married to different people. I might've witnessed a weird affair going on and I basically had, it put me in a weird position of new information that I had. So as parents who act as bosses to teenagers, babysitting your kids, please don't put them in weird compromising positions. Okay. So the parents were married to different people, but they were going on a date together. I don't get it. Well, maybe, you know what? I'm just going to let, I'm just going to let this slide. Babysitting as a, <laughs> babysitting as a young teenager never, never ceases to have the weirdest, the weirdest stories that has, we've got to, we've got to do a topic on, on weird babysitting stories. I mean, yeah. Okay. I'm going to do that. Somebody remind me, we'll do it in a few weeks. <laughs> okay. Next one. I worked at a state park during the summer of 2020. It was a lake and it was also the year of COVID. It was so busy because everyone needed something to do. It was so busy that we would often lake. Hold on. Oh, we would often hit lake and beach capacity by 11 a.m. Oh, and did I mention there was no running water? The bathroom facilities were getting ready for construction, which didn't happen until two years later. And there were only a few porta potties to manage everyone. Multiple times. This is bad. Multiple times my boss gave me a shovel and told me to knock down the poo mounds that had built up in the porta potties. I looked him in the eye and I said that $10 an hour was not enough to do something like that. He was not happy. Happy. I personally never touched a poo mound. Still baffles me to this day that they expected me to be a pooper scooper in the porta potty at a lake. I'm sick. I'm sickened. Sickened. This, this has got to fall under objectively bad boss behavior, expecting people to perform way out of their, first of all, pay level, like $10 an hour is, is enough to answer a phone. That's the only, that's the only thing. If they expect you to do any more, you demand more pay, but like asking them to perform out of their pay grade and responsibilities, but also to make them do gross things. Like if there's a plumbing issue, you call a plumber. 
Okay. You do not ask the, you know, 18 year old working at the front desk to go excavate the porta potties. Okay. Next one. My boss is always eating, gets distracted easily and sleeps in instead of working regularly. She has a few toxic traits, but I do think that they make her hot. She can be awkward and she doesn't really know what she's doing, but she is a very cool person. She's me. My boss is me. (laughs) I like this one. I like this one because I'm also technically my own boss. And yeah, she's not, she's not doing great most days. We're working on it. We're working on it. I kind of feel like my, I, I, I'm sure I've said this before in the podcast that like, I, I'm really proud of the bad broadcast. Obviously I do feel like it's a big piece of me, but it sometimes does feel like a character. Like it feels like a part that I play. Like I, like the bad broadcast is really good at podcasting. Like she's like, she can handle it. She can get episodes in on time. She like does it all. But Maddie is lazy and Maddie doesn't like to work. And Maddie's really hard to deal with and doesn't have a lot of, she doesn't have a lot that she's bringing to the table. So I do sometimes feel like the bad broadcast is Maddie's boss and she's a little disappointed. Her performance review is not great. Not great. Okay, next one. I worked with a dentist who was obsessed with hiring hot girls and commenting on everything about them. For example, when I got hired, I had long hair. And when I cut it, he told me he would prefer if I grew it back out. He also told me that he didn't think my face has the right shape for glasses. <laughs> You're like, cool, my eyes are broken. I And he wouldn't allow us to wear scrubs because it wasn't the vibe he was going for. He also sent us emails that had things like wor- the work bitch, <laughs> the work bitch music video by Britney Spears embedded in them. And he also fired the hygienist when she got pregnant. Honestly, horrible boss energy and just a general dick. Some dentists really love that they can be surrounded by women. Women. You guys know how I feel about dentists. They're shady. Something's going on. You know how many times I've gone in and they've been like, hey, you have a cavity. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like fight you on it? Like I can't tell. I don't know what's going on in my teeth. So then I pay them. I have had it. Okay. My dentist right now kind of sucks. I'm sorry if, if you work at my dentist and you're listening to this, but I have had it. I, I was getting a cavity filled like a few months ago. And like in the middle of the treatment, they came over and asked for my card to pay for it. Like in the middle of treatment, like I was getting my bones drilled apart and they came in they were like, could we grab your debit card? I'm like, could this wait 20 minutes? Could it wait 20 minutes? What am I going to do? Leave without paying? Like you have all my information. I can't exactly like dine and dash at the dentist. Anyway, weird stuff like that. But yeah, dentists, you know, I just, I have my suspicions. I have my suspicions. Okay. Next one. The worst bosses are the ones who say things like we are all a family. We just take care of each other. This is, this is actually so true because when it comes down to it, they won't take care of you, but they'll guilt you into taking care of them. It's just a tactic that they use to make you feel like you should trust them and tell them all your secrets and have less boundaries with them than you would otherwise. This is, this is it. That is the, that is exactly what they're trying to do when they express, when they're like, we're all family here. We just take care of each other. We just, you know, we would take the shirt off of our back for any one of our employees. It's like, No, what you're actually saying is that you want me to value my job more than I value my personal life, my social life and my mental well-being. Like you think that if you like, you know, make it this like fluffy, you know, like warm and fuzzy thing. That's what I meant to say. I didn't mean to say fluffy, warm and fuzzy thing 
that I will be like, you know what? I have plans with my friends tonight, but uh, my boss is my is my is my family. My workplace is my family. My boss is basically my my grandpa. You know, I'm gonna give up on my life just to make their business better. That's what they're trying to do. So here's what I want to say about that. Don't let workplaces take advantage of you. If they're doing that and if they're saying, if they're using like personal boundaries to try and guilt you into work, like, you know, like, but don't you want to help out and take care of like, no, I work a job to earn money. I don't work a job to find a family. I've already got one of those. <laughs> like I want to make money. Like I love how boomers, sorry, I shouldn't generalize, but it's boomers. Like they think it's such a sin to want a job just for the money. I know I've, I've seen memes about this and TikToks and stuff when people are like, well, what do you say in interviews when they're like, well, why do you want this job? It's like, well, I want this job because I'm good at it. And I think I could make a lot of money doing it. Like, what are you talking about? My, this isn't my life, but we've kind of been tricked into thinking that like your career is your life. Your job should be this huge part of your identity. Not everybody feels that way. Not everybody wants to have a, be a career person. Some people just want to work and earn some money and then go home and forget about their job. Like it's not, it's not a family. Okay. I'm not going to spend my, my downtime thinking about you. Next one. I had a boss who was openly hostile to me while I was violently ill during the first few weeks of my pregnancy. I told him and the other company leadership that I was pregnant and very sick and working to the level I was able to. They were all pretty understanding and accommodating except this guy. He cooled off when I started feeling better and working normally, but he basically stopped working with me or even talking to me much from that point forward. Then I got fired when I was about six months pregnant. If you're thinking to yourself, that sounds illegal, you are correct. I'm telling you guys. I gotta, I'm going to find a lawyer. There's got to be a lawyer out here listening, right? There's got to be at least one lawyer listening to my podcast. And I have a brother who's a lawyer. So if he's not my one lawyer listening, you're next. <laughs> you're my next lawsuit victim. Yeah. A, lo- a lot of stories came in about bosses treating them weird when they got pregnant or like, you know, being mad at their productive productivity levels just because they're pregnant. It's like the least empathetic, least like it's the most dehumanizing thing you can do to an employee is like treat them differently when they get pregnant. Like, first of all, I think that women should be worshiped at all times and in all things and in all places, but specifically when they are pregnant, I think there are vessels of beauty. I'm looking in the camera right now at my hand and I'm realizing that I did the dishes right after I got a spray tan and my hand up to my wrist is so pale. It's so pale. So if you're watching on YouTube, just don't judge me. Just know that my hands are clean. Okay, next one. Oh boy, have I got a story. About 12 years ago, I worked as a dental assistant for the worst dentist. I feel like you should have said the worst person because when you say the worst dentist, it makes him sound like he's a bad dentist, but I bet he's just a bad person. Oh, I actually know he's a bad person because check this story out. I used to have a terrible blushing condition where it was literally so easy to make me blush. My boss noticed this and loved trying to make me blush. For whatever reason, there was a lot of sex talk in the office and he noticed I'd blush most when the topic came up. So he really ran with that. Did I mention the blush blushing condition was the worst thing of my life? I hated it so much and I would often cry when I got out of situations where I blushed or I wouldn't even enter places or converse with people because I knew I would turn blazing red. So back to work, my boss would walk up behind me while I was writing in someone's chart and whisper in my ear, boobs or penis. And then he would look me in my face 
And when I turned red, he'd laugh and walk out of the room. Sometimes he'd even draw a picture of boobs on a post-it and put it on the computer screen I was using at the moment. He did this so many times until one day I told him I was pregnant and a week later he fired me. This man needs to be put down. Am I right? Anyway, I adore you. I think we could be BFF someday. Love you. Drawing boobs on a post-it and putting them on somebody's computer is actually something I would expect from a eight-year-old boy. If I'm getting crazy, maybe a nine-year-old boy. But other than that, anybody who's drawing boobs on a post-it and putting them on underage girls' computers, I mean, again, illegal. Next one. I've been waiting for this one. When I, oh, lots of dental assistant. I didn't realize this is our third dental assistant one. But it's just, it's really adding to my case of, you know, like Maddie Murphy versus every dentist ever because you're either lying about cavities or being a huge creep. No in between. Okay. She says, I've been waiting for this one. I got hired as a dental assistant at a dental office that does extremely well. The dentist would tell his assistants that he expected them to come to work like they were going on a hot date. He would send them home unpaid if they didn't have makeup on or if their hair was in a bun. He also had a terrible temper and at one point threw surgical scissors into the hallway after me because I made a mistake. I left work crying and the next day he said, I'm sorry, but you're also probably emotional right now because your husband's out of town. First of all, I don't know any girl who is sad when their husband's out of town. No offense. It's like party time. I finally quit, but I still feel sad for all those 18 year old girls that get hired there and have to deal with the shit he pulls. Love you and the pod. I'm about to fight every, every dentist that I ever come across. I feel I did not expect when I did this episode to feel such a rage against dentists, but you know, here we are. Okay. Next one. It was my last year teaching and I had a new Wait, I think I deleted the first part of the story on accident. Whoops. Anyway, I had a new administrator that was in charge of my department. He introduced himself as being divorced, which I thought was super weird for him to include, but whatever. I didn't think anything of it until I found out one of my students was his stepdaughter and he, (laughs) he wasn't divorced. To be fair, nude photos of him from a dating website ended up getting passed around the student body later in the year and he did eventually get divorced. He was like, I'm divorced. Well, I'm actually pre-divorced. He was the most condescending man I ever had to work with. Literally mansplained how to establish work home life work slash home life separation after I told him I'd spent the previous school year already establishing it for myself. He regularly told me I was too emotional to do things and just generally treated me like I was a child. Nude photos of an administrator would be my nightmare as like a 16, 17 year old high school student. I'm picturing my like my principal and like if somebody had leaked nude photos of an old man when I was a teenager. I would never be the same. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be who I am today. I would be, I, I, I wouldn't recover. I genuinely would not recover. It seems like there should be a cap on like when men should stop being able to like take nudes. I think that cap might be like 35, maybe 40, depending, 40, depending. But older than that, just put the phone away, man. It's okay. We don't need to see that. Nobody needs to see it. Okay, next one. My boss accidentally looped me into a group text with two other people we worked with and said, wish I had an account manager, me, who did more than schedule meetings. I don't even know why she's here. I'm sorry, ma'am. Do you even remember two months prior when you took your kids to Disney World for 10 days during the most chaotically busy two weeks of the year? A couple weeks after that, we were on the phone and she asked if I completed the the task she asked me to do, which was not time sensitive. And I told her I was busy doing all the other things I had to do. But that was... Or, but that I was planning to get to it today. She chewed me out. She chewed me out, yelled at me like I was one of her kids and then hung up the phone. After that encounter, I said, I'm done and asked to be moved to a different team. 
A week later, one of the best ad agencies in New York reached out to me and ended up offering me a job with a 50% pay bump. And I've never loved my job or my coworkers more. I'm doing half the amount of work that I was at the other toxic place. And I have glowing reviews from bosses and clients. Moral of the story, don't let your bosses gaslight you into thinking you're doing a bad job. True. That is a great takeaway from all of this. A lot of bosses do try to make you feel like you're worse at your job than you are. So don't let them do that. Okay. Last one. I had a boss who hired me as his marketing manager, but the position ended up being his work wife in the worst way. I was young and intimidated and I didn't know how to respond to his comments about my boobs, jealousy over my boyfriends and telling me I love you daily among a thousand other things. When I got married, he fired me under the pretense of not having enough money to keep me on staff. It was during the height of COVID. So I filed for unemployment. After six months of the very necessary supplementary income, he tried to say I was collecting illegally. He didn't even pay for my unemployment. He and I were employees of his brother's multi-million dollar corporation. The unemployment officer reached out to me for information on why I was fired. And he said, I got to say, this is the strangest case I've ever worked on. Your boss has been sending me screenshots of texts he sent to your coworkers talking shit on you and claiming you wanted to take three months off for your honeymoon. He also sent screenshots of you messaging Oh wait, messaging once that you'd be late for work, but he accidentally included his response saying that it was fine and to be safe. I have no idea how he thinks he has a case here. The caseworker and I became friends over this. And after I sent her my screenshots of texts of him saying, trigger warning, trigger warning, I don't know what I'd do without you. If you didn't come to work every day, I'd probably kill myself. After he tried to tell her I was lazy and an incompetent employee and screenshots of the souvenir money, he privately Venmoed me while I was on vacation with my friends, which he tried to say was a vacation I took without permission. His case was shut down. And years later, I'm yucked out that I worked with him for an entire year. Cheers to bad bosses. We've got creeps. We've got dentists. We've got nudes being leaked around. We've got condescending people. We've got bosses who think you should be family. Like there's just, I want to reiterate what I said at the beginning. I think we're hard on bosses. I think a lot of times they are doing their best, but I also think a lot of times they do take advantage of the authority that they hold and that you are their employee. You don't have to let anybody take advantage of you. Um, Let me rephrase that. You don't have to let people cross your boundaries and make them feel or and have them make you feel like you're bad at your job because of it. I just want to get that out there. That's always what I take away from these bad boss episodes is that like work is so like work, work is hard. Work is hard no matter what your job is. If you work for yourself, if you own your own company, if you have employees, if you are an employee, you work a nine to five, you work freelance, whatever it is, none of us like wake up every single morning and feel super excited about work. I feel that way about my job and I genuinely do love love my job. I love doing the podcast. There are still some days where I'm like, "Oh man, I don't know how I'm going to get this done. I don't know how I'm going to like whip this out." So, like any boss that makes you feel guilty for not liking your job 100% of the time, they're a bad boss. I don't <laughs> Sorry, I was going to make another another lawsuit joke, but I really hammered it home during this episode. But the bottom line is that you're doing a good job. You're good at your job. You're a good employee. You don't deserve to be mistreated and you do deserve to stick up for yourself. And if you need somebody to tell your boss that they could maybe take some pointers from what not to do, or they could take some pointers on what not to do from this episode, just casually send them this episode. Just be like, oh my gosh, I love this podcast. You should maybe listen to the boss episode. You should maybe just check that out. Maybe just see what other bosses are doing that sucks and see if like you resonate with any of it. I did have somebody ask me to do that once. They were like, can you basically incept my boss and talk about 
behavior that <laughs> it wasn't even about it wasn't even in these submissions it wasn't anything but it's like can you just talk about can you just talk about how you hate when people do this and then hopefully she'll listen and she'll be like oh I shouldn't do that anymore I feel like there have been times it's been an unexpected part of this job that I've become this like weird character in some people's lives like I will get stories sometimes and then I'll hear like say I get a story about like a best friend breakup and then I'll hear from the best friend and be like, that's not at all how it went down. That is not what's going on. Make sure in the next episode you clarify. And I'm like, I literally have no words for how much I don't want to be involved in this. <laughs> like, like take it up with them, like take it up with the police. Like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be a part of your, of your drama. But yeah, that is, it is really funny. I think about that a lot. All right. So that is all we have time for today. Thank you guys for joining me. Thanks for watching on YouTube. Oh, you can subscribe on YouTube. Did you guys know that? I did know that, but I haven't pushed it very hard. So if you guys could subscribe, yeah, watch on YouTube, the subscribe rate review on Apple. You can review on Spotify. You can't like write reviews, but you can leave a certain amount of stars. We're almost, we're so close to 5,000 reviews on Apple. So if you could just, just smash that five stars. Okay. It'd be such a huge help. Thank you to everybody who posts about the podcast, shares it with their friends, family, anything just, yeah, keeps my, keeps my job going and also keeps it fun. And when I say that some days I don't feel like working, I want you guys to know there has never come a time where I don't want to hold on to this podcast with every, you know, with a death grip. So thank you guys for being here, making this possible. I love you so much. Stick up for yourself. Always be safe, be kind, be hot. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can catch a new episode of The Bad Broadcast every Monday. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Also, I want to hear from you, so please leave a rating and review. You can also follow me on Instagram at The Bad Broadcast for all the behind-the-scenes action and more information. Talk to you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.